Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're hitting at Outsiders. This was uh, episode 10, 110, I guess. And yep. what was the title? Day Most Blessed. Day Most Blessed. Uh, this was the first time I didn't really see the title fitting in with the episode. Uh, and no, there was a lot of people who didn't have a blessed day today. No, uh, not, not many blessed people out there today. <laughs> Negative. Uh, I want to go ahead and start out with my opinion and say this could be my favorite episode. It was a very explosive episode, mm. and I, I'm i going to be right there with you. This is my favorite episode. Man, you know, it, it's... it's you know, we're at 10 in, so I have a hard time saying which ones were better, da-da-da-da, but dang. I, I'm, all I know is is that, like, several of our viewers and followers and stuff like that, it took me a couple minutes to get my chin off the floor. Yeah. And, um... I mean, you know. what my biggest complaint the last two weeks is we just keep getting water boiling, you know, we're getting right. to the top of the pot, but it never goes over. Boy, did the tipping point happen. We went over. <laughs> yeah, we and, went uh, over. And I couldn't be great, more grateful. Man. Uh, and in a way that I was not expecting. No. You know what I mean? I was thinking maybe a skirmish or finally we get some warfare somewhere, this, that, or so on. But who knew? Yeah. I who mean, knew? I, wow. Just all over the map, too. And I, every character was involved in this episode. It was, yeah, and I really enjoyed it, and everybody had a, uh, it was cool dialogue, it was good setup. I mean, from start to finish, the episode was just really, really entertaining for different reasons, Yeah, you know what I mean? It I mean, wasn't we, just like it was all action or all this, everything, there was comedy, there was love, love. there was um, suspense, struggle, you know, warfare, I mean, you name it. We run got the it. gambit. Run the gambit. And everything advanced. Like nothing was really stalled at any nothing was point in this yes. forty eight minutes. I mean, let's talk about the beginning. I mean, stash. Okay. Now, did you think that you were watching the wrong episode for a second? Dude, I, I was, was like, did I miss one? I was, I was like, like, um, I'm scratching my head. How's he like, back? Yeah. I mean, he's dusty. Uh huh. And then he walks in, and then as soon as I heard the old sheriff's voice, I was like, all right, we're okay. back. We're back to Dream World. You know. And yet again, I didn't mind it. No. Like, like, they're doing the dream world right. Like, Zack Snyder, you know, watch a little Outsiders and uh, see how you do dream sequences. Amen to that. Golly. And we're good to go. Yeah, if y'all listen to our Superman versus Batman or whatever pod like that, let me tell you, not, there are a couple of dream sequences in there, and I'm still scratching my head, or I have claw marks on my head where I scratch <laughs> so much. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this opening situation where he's talking to the old sheriff, and then just the complete boom out of, of him nowhere. stepping up and hitting the Better bear, bear trap. trap man. You, gotta, you gotta watch out for those things. How about the blood effects? The Again. special effects. Wow. Loved it. Wow. You know, I cannot remember their name, but dang it, I want to give them a plug. Remind, remind me next week. Um, you know, one of the actors, Teddy Williams, who who plays one of um, the henchmen, uh, one of the henchmen for uh, uh, Big Foster, he told us about the uh, special effects group that does the work. And I want to go ahead and say, wow, yeah, looked the real deal to me. I mean, the blood squirt and everything. He lost. I think the foot was lost. Yeah, I mean, it was crushed up in there. It was. Which I want to know where they're getting their bear traps because I mean, it could come in handy. <laughs> yeah, got some deer in the backyard or something. Man, I was impressed, and so we're gonna look at their name and give them a good plug next week. Absolutely, I, I was. I was really impressed with that. But and then it just cut away, and I was like, man, yeah, you we're right back to him in the cave, and yeah, way to start. Immediately claustrophobic in. I know it. You know, and it was crazy is that. It was really cool that it's kind of like nature's way of getting through withdrawals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And Because, I, I mean, I don't know how long he was down there, but i got to figure it's close to half a week or something. Man, it's got it was a few days for sure. All I got to know is is that 
I might have a new business venture here. Nature's way of getting through withdrawals. We're going to drop you into <laughs> yeah. a coal shaft, you know, and It'll lock you in there. We'll be back in a few days. Good luck, you know, whatever. We'll, you we'll know. leave you a bottle of water, you know. You got you got to have your mind open. This could be an opportunity, yeah. you know. Um, hallucinations are free. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh um, man, when he found that pipe, I was even a little bit more worried. I was I was sitting there thinking he's not fitting through that pipe. No, the pipe was. Uh, it, no, don't get me wrong. Stash is frail, skinny. Hunched over, sweaty. No longer an addict. No longer. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe he no, could tie I, the hairs together and make a rope, but uh, yeah, I wasn't I, seeing him getting out through the he pipe. He wasn't going to do that pipe. No, no doubt, you know. Um, and then we escalated from a few men for this search to about 30 people climbing this mountain. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I was like, um, where, where did this come from? Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is, is that there was no media... There was no... Well, like, I mean, I haven't seen a news station or... This is true. I wonder if they, you know, there actually is reporters there. You know, what do you report? Do they have Twitter? We, Job we need to count know today these. did not increase. <laughs> you know? I mean, the people are still going to the trailer instead of just looking on Twitter to see if the jobs are on the market today. Yeah, I mean... So the, there's a lack of media coverage going on. There is no doubt. You know something, uh, one of our uh, listeners sent me a, a deal, uh, a direct message, and they said, do y'all notice that there's almost zero use of a cell phone on camera in this show? Like, the only person yeah, you've seen that. use it really is the, the head lady of the coal company. You see and her Bree's use, calling her. And that that's so, about it. You yeah, don't see people like doing social media. You don't see anything. You we know? Actually, you see landlines. You yeah, see the phones it, hanging up on the wall like yeah, it's 1999. Yeah, it's, uh, I thought that was a cool observation, you know, I'm putting it out there. But, um, yeah, I, the, the sheriff's going up this mountain, and, and the young, uh, young officer again. I'm calling him Sparky because. Yeah, uh, Sparky, yeah. He's he tells him, hey, you know, we don't really find anybody. You know, you're the man now. Go oh. search over there. We can't do this together, you know. <laughs> this is a search. The whole point is to be separated. But yeah. I was just thinking how loyal, you know, Lieutenant is versus Sparky just like. I can be second in command here in a uh, second. Lord. Well, you know, Sparky had his eye on the prize, just, you know, young oh. age, you know? I mean, and as soon as, because uh, he planted that seed in there, and once he heard the knocking, I was like, he's just going to cover this hole up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, really. we got to do sheriff uh, Nothing here. Nothing here. Shut Guy, up, fed out. Fed <laughs> out. <laughs> really. Dead skunk over here. <laughs> Stay away from this area. Um, so, yeah, we find the sheriff. You know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to call convenient, but not really. I mean, realistically, you think about it, the truck was here. You could follow footsteps. Yeah, to the I mean, area. you just go straight up the hill and you everything. Know, you, you spread out from there and work your way. Yeah, you find it. You know? I think the most convenient thing was just that metal pipe going through. Right, and that was you know, dripping water I wonder what that everything. pipe was used for at one time. I, Maybe it was a just br- an air vent. Yeah, I think it was just an air vent. Um, now, do you? Happy, sad, don't care that they did not show how he got out of the cave. I care a lot. Like, I mean, I feel like we're pretty detail-oriented people with these plots and everything, and that stuck with me for most of the episode because he wasn't fitting through the pipe, and so I figured they either had to use dynamite or cut because it looked like it was pure rock above him. And so the out... I'm, the I'm right there with you. You know, he looked like he was stuck behind rubble in a dark cave, and this pipe was it. And the clan would have known if they were on the mountain and trying to cut really a hole. you never really got an understanding of how deep that pipe was. You know, we don't. You could say that pipe was twenty feet, or you could be a hundred feet down. You just don't know. Uh, it's got to be more than ten, fifteen feet because he fell a good. Yeah, he went distance. down a good little shaft and a hill there. So, 
you know, I'm like, it's not something you just dig out. It's not a place you could just get big equipment up there to dig out quicker. No. You know? and guys with shovels was going to take a long, long time. And that, and that was if they could even shovel all the way so, down through yeah, there. I was kind of curious. I was hoping somebody would be like, hey, there's a shaft over here. We can try to go this way or something. You know what I mean? Just pretty much anything, and especially yeah. since they give weren't. Me a, give me a little dialogue that gives us an idea that there's a reason that within the next minute after the next commercial break, he's out. Yeah. You know, already in the hospital, done up, like, they just threw a rope ladder because, down there. Because, don't get me wrong, I'm happy they moved the, the show forward and we didn't spend 20 minutes of showing guys trying to pickaxe the rock and da-da-da-da, but give us something from A to B, of even how if it's it five happened. seconds of dialogue. You'd be like, hey, we can get them through this shaft over here, and then, then we get to the hospital. Because money has clearly been an issue for the town, and yeah. so... There was going to be money thrown at this one way or another. So maybe we'll just say the coal company did it. Yeah, it's possible. I don't. There's. I'm not so much hung up on who or why, but just just give, how. Give me the give me the mode from point A to B, so that I know I'm okay. So if I can move on from there. Yeah. That, that, know, so that I, that was just a little negative, but for a great show, it was it you know didn't last long on me. So he's in the hospital. And, and homeboy just becomes all of a sudden it grows his conscience truth and confessional. Teller. Yeah, truth speaker right out the gate. I was I was surprised by that. Were you? I, I was a little, but then I was kind of like there was a reason they showed him go through those withdrawals and have a because right before that, you know, he turned down pain meds and he turned down. Da, 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 I was like, all right, we have the new stash. Yeah, we have our third redemption in ten episodes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think this was going to stick because I hope so. He, he's looking, well, he's not looking good. He, he still is looking like a bag no, he of He still bones. looks like crap. There's no doubt. I mean, know? he attacked that ham sandwich like a gerbil. <laughs> but, um, I was glad to finally see this one, and he seems, I'm not fully back on board with him because I buried him pretty deep. I don't know. As, as, soon, as, he, as soon as he arrested his brother-in-law, well, I, 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 think was, that over, was, I was over there tooting my horn <laughs> a little bit, like, all right, Stash, I, I think on that top. one was done with joy because he just never really liked it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he he gives the confessional about the car, the whole nine yards, and then of course this officer, his loyalty has never faltered. He goes, "Hey, got the car and the cruiser in the shop. You hit a hit deer, deer, moving on." You know. I mean, he was a little upset that he put him in that position, but he doesn't want to be sheriff apparently at this point in time. No. And you know he's got an ace in the hole. Anytime you can have something over your boss is a good time. Yeah. But I think he saw Stash. He saw something different in him this go around. Well, I think him just straight up being honest and putting it to him like that and letting him know it's your call how you proceed, you know, mm -hmm. and so on. I mean, you got to imagine the, the level of respect and trust earned in that moment right there. I mean, I'm putting my career in your hands. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. You got you got to put that there. I mean, so I, I thought all that was plausible. I thought it was well acted. I thought Stash and her his guy was on the money. I just I like how that unfolded. Yeah, no, I, and I'm really liking the path that he's on. And like you said, he arrested Brees, but before that, Brees had to do something to get arrested. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, him and his clowns, you know. Yeah, uh, the, the 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 three amigos, you know, uh, skinny, heavy, and dummy. Oh uh, man, I mean, it's just such a group. Oh gosh, I mean. I, you know that's one. Well, thing. How do you how do you feel about them? I mean, we we've Here, already struggled with their arc. I, I you know, the um, the heavier set guy. Oh God, he's a follower for us, and I cannot remember his name. To save my life. I'm terrible with names, by the way. Um, we we come up with a lot of the three. Nicknames. He has become the most believable. He's the uh, only one that's believable in my mind. Yeah, the the older brother 
to um, what's her name? Um, the girl. Oh, uh, Hassel's girlfriend. Sally Ann. Sally Ann. Sally Ann's brother. Uh, Have they ever said his name? Can't remember. Uh, I apologize. Like I said, yeah. And the tall, skinny guy—he's the most ridiculous of them all. Oh, just complete. This whole, you know, this whole scene where you know he walks in on his wife breaking plates, and he gets, you know, he gets ridiculous over it. Uh, you know, which well, don't get wrong. I mean, I would get ridiculous too if you walk in and see your wife <laughs> who's hammered on feral smashing wine, plates. smashing your plates. You know, um, I have a quick question on the feral wine is we've seen it affect a lot of people differently. Like we've had the guy kill his dad. She tries to end up committing suicide. The other guy just, just gets naked. naked in the street. But the pawn stop pawn store owner, he had a great time, loves it, wants more. And the military guy well, it, was playing Call of Duty all night. It basically has adverse effect, effects on different people, on how different things. Like you said, everyone you just mentioned had something different. One guy got hot and naked. Yeah. One you know, another one Basically, he became super aware and awake for what thirty hours. Uh, the other one said he had a hard on forever. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, the the girl no. became destructive and suicidal. And the other, and the other one, you know, and then the murderous. And, and the other one became rage murder. But I mean, what do you think's in here? Because I mean, it doesn't. I mean, we've seen um, him kind think, of make it. I think they're just kind of throwing a, a pitch at the whole. It's the spiritual connection, like you know, like feral wine is part of what they. It's a so part it's a, of the nature. You've grown up drinking it in doses, and you work your way up to that's part of your anatomy, basically. You okay, know? you know, it's like a you know, it's like so you think drinking it's part of the alcohol mysticism. is an acquired taste. Nobody takes their first sip of beer and goes, "Dang, that was good." That's Everybody's the most like, you got that bitter had. beer face, you know, you know. It's it's an acquired deal, and I think that this I mean, stuff all is like an acquired, that. you know acquired way to handle it you yeah know? because i mean and no one's taking small sips i mean the entire mason jar is gone by the I end mean, of it people I'm, t- I'm sorry folks moonshine it's it's gasoline yeah you don't chug otherwise your throat is on fire uh, you just can't chug it no and if you do you're gonna be on your knees and groveling <laughs> and you're praying please stop please stop you you're know you're gonna be the guy that got naked except you're gonna be in the fetal position pray exactly. to any and, god that will listen trust me you know you're gonna be painting the bowl either through your <laughs> mouth or your backside and it ain't gonna be pretty or both I mean, oh, at the yeah. same time so, i mean i'm sorry you know so this stuff if it's that smooth and so on you know I mean, we're talking. It must be. It, it might a be worth eighty dollars. Deal, you know. Like, I mean, if anybody has a jar, you can donate this to Lee TV. No, I'm just kidding. Just, um, you can reach us at email. Lee TV yeah. <laughs> Drop site. You know, <laughs> cross the state lines. I don't know anything about it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think it's showing a lot of this is that this stuff is basically for these people, and it's not meant for outsiders. You yeah, know? and uh, I I like it. I like that yeah, it's no. showing that it's you know you know that this stuff you know. I mean, I really like that aspect and everything, and I think that it's actually going to get the ferals in a lot of trouble. I think Asa's way of doing this is actually going to cause the people to come up the mountain. I think it's a backfire. I think it you know you you solve one problem and, Create and you're another. creating another. It's like robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know, you never lose the debt. You know. And it's actually the second time I've heard that today. So that's why I'm <laughs> laughing over here. 
But anyway, going back to the three amigos, you know, uh, heavy, skinny, and dummy. Um, <laughs> you know, the they go over to this, you know, the, the pawn shop. shop, and you know, he's fresh out. He's proud that he's selling it. Da da da. da and they go in, you know. And this and like was I the said, worst intimidation job that I've ever I, seen in any yeah, show. I mean. We, we we knock over uh you know this probably piece. a fairly expensive uh yeah and then piece of some sort. we steal the candy dispenser <laughs> and and then we throw it to the window now you know yeah i throw it to the window yeah all good special effects hey you know it's a practical effect it was good punch and order then, handles it? this in the best way possible like i don't care i've got insurance you can't yeah. intimidate me i'm, <laughs> I mean, just, I'm over there laughing. i was chuckling pretty oh, good yeah. there. i really really was now um, what's the brother-in-law's name? Brees? Yeah, Brees. So he comes, he is the most ridiculous of every time he gets with the three amigos. Oh, you know, the way he's trying worthless. to handle things, it just looks so put on. It's one, I will say, and I hate to say this because in the beginning I enjoyed his acting, but the way they've written him, the way they've wanted him to look. It just hasn't come out very well. It's very wooden. He's very rigid when he's trying to think. His emotion doesn't come out clear. He's like, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to end up with jail. You know, and it's I mean, a lot just of like, stuttering and just not you know, sure of yeah, himself. I mean, if I was talking to my three friends, I would be a heck of a lot more assertive and sure of what I'm saying and trying to be more commanding instead of like, y'all need to stop this. Or we're we're going to end up in jail. And you're going to, I mean, it just, it didn't come out right. No. The, the, you know, nothing he's done. I mean, he's been getting hammered on this podcast the last three weeks. And yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily his fault. I, I really don't. I just don't like the dialogue they're asking him to spit out. It doesn't match with the way he started out the show. No, but. Uh, they needed a cannon fodder, just the, a way to advance it. I, I can see that. But, I mean, if you were, put it this way. If you were in a room and there's four or five other people in there, and they're wanting to come up with the plan of taking gallons of kerosene up on the side of a mountain, there's either the, that your way of saying, you know, you know, you think it's that easy? You think it's I'm, No, I'd be over there slapping you like, are you a moron? I mean, <laughs> either, think about what you're doing. If you, you are know? going to do this, you don't know me. I have yeah. burned every bridge with you, and really? we're, we're just there's you've got to find a way to be more served to convince them to not go up a very hostile mountain. Yeah, with kerosene. Yeah, holding your Johnson in a can of kerosene. I mean, come and on, and a six shooter. One of them had a six shooter. You know, what was the shotguns, the rifles, oh or anything? Oh my gosh! I mean, I was like that right there was a little like, are you serious? I mean, if you're going up there to really cause problems. You better be packing, and you better, you know, I, I just, I didn't get that. I thought that was really kind of off, that they were just going up there holding cans of kerosene with yeah. one of them having a pistol. Five five cans, like, what, yeah. what really were you going to do? Now, don't get me wrong. The one thing I will say I was impressed with, details, details, details. They showed scenes of them struggling to get up the mountain, yes. struggling to carry the guy. Why was the biggest guy carrying the most weight? Yeah, I mean, he was bending over, mm-hmm. out of shape, breathing hard. These are details that most people overlook and bypass and so on, and they took the wherewithal to put those things in there because, dang it, you know what? I'm a big guy. You're a big guy. We be huffing too. I mean, and they left at dawn, he said, and so maybe realistically – they could have made that climb at the point in time they were at, but my big problem was the sheriff, Stash, and Young Gun had a map and got lost. Got and lost. These and guys, never got never got to them. No. These guys made it with no map, less brain power amongst the three of them. Well, 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to ahead and put on okay. myself. I mean, the way they're portrayed and so on. And not only that, it got up the mountain pretty quick. Yeah. Like, they I got mean, it up as fast as a feral. I know we've harped on this before, but three hours to get down to the store on four wheelers. I'm going to say it's going to take five or six hours to get up the mountain by foot. And if you're hassle or Asa. And carrying gallon cans. I don't feel it. I don't see and, it. And that gut. Like, I mean, there's there's a lot of My walking. man lost at least 16 pounds in sweat. I mean, if he I mean, took off that shirt, he, he's sprinting. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean. mean he would, could have abs. I mean, it could Well, be. let's not go that far. <laughs> Maybe if he dropped the six-pack. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so before, you know, before we talk about what's going on up there, let's talk about, okay, hassle. And by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been we have been corrected a few weeks back about how we were referring to him as Hazel. Yes. And we have had how many episodes in a row, Cash? Two. Two of them where even the show was Did misquoting his name. Exactly. So, so we were justified. We were absolutely justified. And so um, anybody who was a Hazel hater, um, just to let you know, we were still on point. Okay. We're not going to bring it back, but... It's out there. I think it's hilarious that we had our viewers tell us, you're not pronouncing it right, da, da, da. And then immediately after. The show backed us up. The show backs us up. But that's all good. I mean, hey, there you go. Honest mistake. So, I mean, we have them sitting in the house and everything. So, this is the, is this the same house that uh, was from the church lady? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I, I thought so, but they haven't necessarily made it that clear. One problem I had with the first scene was, how is Hassel's stomach holding up to all this processed food? For the first time. You know, I, I thought it was kind of... You could look at it two different ways. You could say his stomach is more attuned to handle things that's not custom because of where he comes from. You could. You could. But I'm with you. I mean, these... Um, like, absorbent amount of sugary and processed yeah, stuff like that. Like macaroni and cheese and he'd be marshmallows. Green, you know, or he'll be blowing holes in the bowl <laughs> later. You know what I mean? He's not doing anything but gluing himself to that toilet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. But I thought it was pretty neat that, you know, he was like, whatever them white puffy things are, uh-huh. you know. Let's see. Again, little, little details comedy. and little things like that that make those those parts more memorable. You know, to anybody else is like, that's you know that's not memorable but uh, you know who's been watching the show that's that's a key it was piece, you know and i mean we actually got a little insight into hassle's life yeah you know like how he was grown up his mom passed in his birth and then his dad possibly took his life or yeah just got sick of the uh, good old feral wine yeah and uh he was raised by the entire clan and so by that he said like this part was a little off by me is he was raised by everybody, so in turn he was raised by nobody. And I was—I could see that to a point. You can't say you had an individual you could call mom, dad, or somebody who truly raised you, but it's kind of like fending for yourself, but nobody would let you fall completely down. You mm-hmm. know? So I, I could see that. You know, you want to say you have a special somebody that was there for you, and I guess if all you had is everybody, there really isn't just that special person. Yeah, but I mean, I felt like there would have been somebody. Like, I mean. Everybody the, had uh, somebody you're closer to. Yeah, you know? I mean, was it Kraken or whoever does the wine? Yeah. He, he's taking a special interest in Hassel, so. Right, like Hassel helps make the brew, so I mean, and the wine, so I mean, you would think that's part of it. I mean, that's an honest conclusion there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, was, that was just something I found really interesting that he specified on that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Now, Hassel goes and meets Cole Lady. Wants more money, she gives him two fifty, and then she decides to follow. And of course, she comes to the house immediately. I'm like, she's going to use this against them. They, kn- she knows they don't own this house. 
you know, just kind of using it and everything. Yeah, you know, not you know, and so you see her making phone calls. So yeah, of course they're gonna buy this place and they're gonna force him out or show that she owns it. And well, I've got to ask: Is this going to backfire on the coal lady? I don't think so. I think she's gonna she's gonna put him in a situation where he has to choose whether or not move her he, up the mountain or not. Right. I think it's gonna get like he's gonna end up having his own tipping point of the story point. I think realistically Haskell's going to have to be like, do I continue this charade that I'm helping her? You know, because I think eventually she's going to figure out it's a charade. Yeah. Or, you know, this woman's going to kick him out of the house. And so he realistically is going to actually have to work for her for the new place. Or he's going to have to put Sally in somewhere else. You know, which is from the mountain. So I think that's her, I think that's her, her play, you know. I could see that. Um, I think it's crazy that the coal company has the wherewithal to let her just spend $25,000 on a house in the middle of nowhere. Well, I think the coal company looks at it as a massive investment of getting a fully furnished, beautiful house for $25,000. <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, yeah. I mean, um, I don't care where you are. Yeah. $25,000 isn't buying that house. No. No, so like that that number jumped unless, out. Unless that is just a like I said, the town is dying. Everybody knows it. This is a distant relative who has was not want to do anything to fool with it like that, and just wants to get off their hands for twenty five easy k. There is plausibility, maybe. but like you said, man, that maybe, is a nice that, house. That is, uh, but I mean, maybe that's you know, a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe from the uh, five hundred thousand dollar equipment that we ruined back in like episode three, you know, yeah. some of the slush fund is left over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Insurance money is still fresh. Yeah, um, it's flying around so, yeah, the show. Yeah, I think she's gonna. She's trying to, you know. But I'm ready for the coal lady to get back in the mix because she really hasn't been doing a whole lot. You know, she was kind of hot and heavy there episodes two through six you know but for the last three or four episodes the coal company has been non-existent for the issue it's been more about the mountain and stash yeah i mean we've been trying to figure out because we wanted the coal company to be done by the end of this season but they kind of took a back seat and so now they're firing right back up and it's going to be interesting to see if they make it to the end of the season i wonder do you think the coal company is actually going to become the full-fledged antagonist or the mountain has to do something about it or they're going to play this out? Um, I think they're going to become the full-fledged antagonist by the end of the season. Now, whether or not we wrap up their storyline, I doubt it. I'm going to I'm gonna say that the this, this series, this season one, the only wrapping up we're going to get is a culmination of whatever the problems are on the mountain. Yeah, I think we're going to the have... the coal company is going to be the background for a long time to come. Yeah, I think... The only thing that's going to get wrapped up is some kind of the power struggle on top of the mountain being done. Either being done or it's going to go in a new direction. Yeah. You know, either it's going Big to come Foster, to Little Foster, Asa, or Gwen. Yeah. There's going to be something there. One of those four is not making it to the end of the season. Right. You know, and my prediction right now is, is that, you know, I, I don't want to say that David Morrissey is not going to be around for season two, but. I think Gwen might be making a power play where she wants to get married, and then he so dies, she the and she title. becomes the queen. Yeah, by fault. By fault, and that's her way of what she says. What's best for the clan is her I'm doing power. my own little agenda where he's not going to make it. I become in power. That's what Lady Ray wanted it and saw in me, and that's the way I'm going to get that. It. That's how I was starting to lean when she had that alone talk with Asa and everything, and especially because 
I mean, I'm not going to say I called it or anything. It's all those little things of her poisoning his tea, but Big Foster is looking a little weak. Yeah, now I will tell you, uh, you know, the fan groups, yeah. you know, Frenzy Territory, all that stuff, they had images up showing your exact thing you saw. So you were right on the money. Oh, beautiful. You were right on the money. They were talking about, you know, special teas and what's the goodie in the tea and all that kind of stuff. So you were you were straight on the money there. And it, it's clearly affecting him because, I mean, you see him winded all throughout this episode. And he's yes. not all, like, even in the Struggling. chase scene, when he threw that chain, you see his face kind of go like, how... How'd I miss? Yeah, she's definitely doing the slow poison or something to really affect him. Or anything, you know, something else I thought about. Maybe she's doing something that makes him start to hallucinate, which they've shown. Like yeah, he's starting I mean, to see he's his hallucinating. Mother. So maybe he starts going crazy, and the clan determines that he's not fit to be the Brennan anymore. But I don't know if they have that kind of power to just take it away from somebody. Well, we're going into, like we have a group that's having these meetings. And by the way, this meeting this time was in broad daylight when anybody could hear or see what. (laughs) And also one of the worst speeches I've ever heard given. Like Asa, you had Google at your fingertips. I mean, come on. Look up some speeches next time, buddy. Really? And so... there You have one side doing their own plotting to take power away. You have... Gwen, Gwen taking her in the back curtains and yeah, everything. doing her own little secret mission to take the power away and so on and so I'm kind of thinking the way this way this season kind of fooled us that when we think we're just about to get the new power that they actually might all triple collide and you don't know who's going to fall out and still standing you know? well I, I could see that but I think that either would be happy like if Gwen is the full-fledged leader with no big foster I think that they'll just leave it be and if Asa becomes full-fledged leader, then I think Gwen will kind of just kind of take the back seat and be happy with it. You know, I don't I see Gwen being the leader more than I see Asa just because if Asa became the leader, there's very little I don't see there being a lot of dynamic or a lot of issue at the mountaintop anymore because of course Asa being Brendan he's going to select Gwen to be his bride yeah so that's a problem solved there Little Foster's not going to be his dad's out of power so he's not a problem so there's no more internal conflict and everyone's already kind of liking Asa the, exactly he's so it's, groups. It's, it's more plausible so it doesn't make much sense drama wise to put Asa at the top of the exactly mountain. you know okay because it kind of just cures all evils yeah and so I say he's the least to become the Brennan. Mm. Uh, in my opinion, it could it could be Gwen, but you know I could see where Little she don't get married, and something happens, and Little Foster. Well, they finished the, the wedding, didn't they? No, he he didn't run the gauntlet, or you know I don't know. Well, if, I think they just skipped over him running the gauntlet because well, I mean they, they were holding. They this didn't staff. show them finish. They just showed them, put them on their hands. Like, I don't know. You I know, just kind of assumed that Yeah, you, you, you could put two and two together. Yeah. I don't know. To me, that that puts Gwen in a situation where she may be in power or whatever. I, I'm still really trying to figure out how Little Foster becomes a prominent, prominent person in the show. Because right now, he seems to be well, coming farther think, back and farther back right now. I think what you got to do is next time you're watching, you just kind of cross your fingers and you click your heels three times and you say, <laughs> Opie. <laughs> And that's how he becomes a prominent character. Hey, now, wait a minute. Now, we cannot use the word Oprah anymore, remember? <laughs> we have been told by listeners, and they are absolutely right. Well, I mean, we they are associate absolutely. Ryan but, Hurst, I mean, you're Oprah. still over here trying to make him a prominent character. And I'm just I saying, it's yeah, not happening. I just, but I will tell you, I enjoyed him this episode way better than I have 
the rest of the season. Well, I mean, then that's like saying you enjoyed hot chocolate over some, cold hot chocolate. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I got you. But you got to admit, I mean, he was assertive. He knew what he wanted. He was going after it. Headbutton. I mean, the man okay, so he had a headbutt. I mean, he wasn't really assertive once it came down to executing <laughs> his plan. Hey, he was going to do his plan one way or the other, Acer or not. One way or another happened, and he didn't do it. Well, I didn't say he completed his mission. <laughs> I said he was going to. He was going. He was going to fall. You know, he was doing it. You know, but he didn't complete it. Yeah, and you know, uh, no, I'm not giving it to you. I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, he, he just didn't do it for me as a character again this week. It's better than what we saw. Okay, that is true. I didn't cringe every time he appeared on, <laughs> no on the cringing, episode this week. No cringing, Brian Hurst. And how about Asa with the worst, already rethinking about saving Lil Foster's life with the, uh, well, everything I do comes back on you since you saved my life. Yeah. yeah. You so if I'm Asa, like you own it now. Um, yeah, let me hold that gun for a second. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Let me see what I can do real quick. Yeah. We saw this right yeah. now. I mean, I felt immediately bad for Asa for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. My, my man, Asa. All right. Let's talk about Gwen and Big Foster. So, again, we've, we've noticed Big Foster. He's shaky. He's exhausted. He's not himself. Can't even catch his breath at the end but, of So, anything. then he goes into her her hut there. Well, he's got struggled to a, get to the hut after yeah. he sees his mom. Right. We're talking about you the No, he has a little hallucinogen to that guy. So, he goes in there. She's trying. So evidently, there's no bad luck for seeing the wedding dress before the wedding. By the way, no. Um, the wedding dress looks like a man's trench coat that's been cut down and reduced. I thought it was very unique looking, uh, to say the least. And it's two pieces, which yeah. I was not prepared for because when uh, I hear dress, I, I don't think two pieces. Maybe. Right. Well, what's crazy is is that we've already seen a scene earlier this season where a guy running the gauntlet for a mm -hmm. girl. And her wedding dress looked very traditional to me. It, it looked it like white, a elegant, dress. lacy, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then you see Gwen's, and you're like, um, it was kind of peculiar. It was interesting. Not to say it was. It wasn't necessarily ugly because she makes anything look good. Don't yeah. get wrong. Um, it was just a very peculiar looking dress. I mean, it had the double breasted buttons on the front, like I said, a, 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 uh, like a sport coat or something. Maybe it was, it was like a queenly for up on the mountain. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I struggled with it. My wife was even looking at it going, that's, that's not good. She wasn't going to wear that on her wedding day? No, no. The, the, <laughs> that, that the was like looked at me and, you know, basically was like, uh, no, dude. Don't even think about it? No. And I just looked at her and said, baby, I don't look at the dress. I look at what's under the dress. Oh, you know, That's what I'm looking for. You know, and that's how you and got And, of course, I get right the there. backhand, you know, oh, the, the okay. usual. You know, <laughs> you know, and then, of course, I get the wink afterwards. And mm -hmm. so, you know, hey, it is yeah, what yeah. it is, you know, so... Um, you know, old guy still got to move. You know, you know? Southern charm, bring yeah, it out every right. once in a while. Dang right, you know. Um, but I thought it was kind of peculiar. But you know, I'm not here to critique dresses. I'm here to talk about outsiders. And yeah. So, um, but then she drops the top, and which it, I was completely caught off guard. I was with. like, whoa. Are we, are we in the dream sequence? Yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, is Foster hallucinating again? You know. Oh, and I mean, I, I know this is going back a good minute, but how stupid was that guy for saying, you're going to get a better spread than any of us? At <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... I, I've never thought that the victim was the cause for any of this before, but as soon as Foster said, you made me do this, I was like, you know what? He did. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, he... He made I, you call a bluff. Yeah, I mean, the man's going to have his fingerprints on him for a while. Yeah. He choked him. I mean, 
Yeah, um, that is your queen you're talking about. I mean, bad move, very bad, very. But very okay, bad. And but so then she, again, again, big vibes. Then of course she, you know, she opens her dress up, and I was really, really not expecting. Well, this. no, because she made the big deal of it. We gotta wait till you run the gauntlet before you get this. You gotta run the gauntlet, and I mean, deservingly so. Mm-hmm. But you know, all of this stuff, and I mean, that's her ace in the hole for yeah, that's anything. Her, that's her power time. right now. Yeah. Because she clearly doesn't want to do it. No, you didn't think so. No. Well, and then I'm, I'm still saying she didn't. But do you think that anything actually happened? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. There's no doubt. For some reason, I still just don't think anything happened. I think happened. when he was in a weak state, this is all part of her her plan. Oh. I okay. Drop it. You know, on me. like bottom line is, is that he's weak. He's hallucinating. She knows he's struggling. Mm-hmm. How do you guarantee his, you know, his devotion and love for you, and complete trust? Okay, is that when you're down and you're doubtful of everyone, I'm going to pick you back up. And she opens her shirt up and gives you, you know, the mountains of glory for you to stare <laughs> at. Um, you know, I'm just thinking. That, so you she's know, using it as a power play, pick you back up. You can do anything with me. Exactly. Okay. I think it's a straight. I got your back, and I'll prove it right here. You know. I, um. I, I'm really on board with it. You talked me into it. Yeah, I, I mean, just, uh, I think Gwen is when she's uh, she's head first and you know neck deep into this plan. You know, there's no there's no way getting out of this one. You know? no, yeah, no. Uh, um, I, I really like how you thought about that plan and everything. You, you certainly convinced me of it. Yeah, and I mean, and we get I'm, to the gauntlet. Look, let's go ahead and be honest with you. I mean, ninety percent of men, I can. I'm just throwing a random number out there. They are ruled by the woman because of. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. You know, take their top off and then... <laughs> Climbing we're, the mountain. We're, we're all useless. Dusting the broomstick. That's right. You know, uh, so it, it, it is what it is. And so there's no surprise here. It's just the surprise was that you didn't expect her to be doing this with him before they were married. No, so. but I mean, you dropped a very logical reason for it. I mean, everything... She's a lot further ahead of the game than I ever anticipated. Oh, yeah. She's on step eight, nine, and ten when we're on two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's no doubt there. So anyway... We get to the gauntlet. So we get to the scene we're about to get the gauntlet. God, David Morse is a beast Massive. of a man. I was just blown away because I mean, because they, they need to find some actors that are at least somewhat comparable. He is a monster compared yeah. to most of these people. There. I mean, I don't, how, how big is Ryan Hurst? Do you know? Man, I, I thought like I maybe six like foot, he, yeah. maybe 200, 225 pounds. Morse looks like tiny. he's 256, Yeah, like, I mean. Everyone looks four or five inches smaller or shorter. Like they've, yeah. I mean, some people have got the weight, but it, I don't it's know if I would get in the gauntlet with him either. No, you know? I, I was feeling bad for everybody. Yeah. So then we got the, we got the three amigos, you know, heavy, skinny, and dummy. Oh, Go, man. you know, and we've made it to the mountain, you know, um, and we're we're pouring kerosene on one of these guys, uh, you know, one of chef. the huts, uh, just a random character, uh, random yeah. guy, you know. And they light it up. And so this guy, hey, you're not supposed to be down here. Da, 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 da. And we pull out the old six shooter, drop a couple rounds. How many rounds did he throw into this first guy? I'm uh, sorry. I felt like it was close to six. I think he, you know, I think he unloaded at least half his capacity there. And it seemed like his gun had infinite ammo later on. I mean, as any good TV show. Oh, I know it. I know it. But, but I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe that they could have reloaded. Exactly. There was pauses in time. So... You know, here's the one thing. I kind of had a little problem with this. I'm thinking, all right, I've just lit a shack on fire. 
Okay. One of them comes down there and says, hey, you're not supposed to be down here. And alerts, goes and runs and alerts the rest of them. And then y'all go look for a second shack to light on fire? That's when I go, deuces. Mm-hmm. We've been found. Time yeah. to hit the high road. Instead, they looked like they were running to go find another one. And do, I was like, Well, it looked really? like they found another house because they they were standing next to an unburnt house by the time the four-wheelers came around. I was really surprised by that. Really, really surprised. That, you know, that was in my cue of holla. Well, I mean, and clearly, I mean, we've seen Big Boy run. You know, he, he ran well, after. Call he, it running. I would call it. You know, I mean, we, we saw him do it after he uh, threw the candy machine through the good old <laughs> glass. I know. We're we're doing every bit of a seven eight forty, maybe. Oh, yeah. okay. I was about to say. I think we hit double digits. <laughs> you know, may, maybe it's a DNF. Come on now. I mean. I didn't see any Twinkies man, at the finish line. My man's not out of shape. Come on, he, he he's doing it right, you know. <laughs> I didn't see any Twinkies at the finish line. We're, we're not getting there. Whatever. Look, the man's got a six pack. It's just covered in ice. Oh, that's or a cold. Uh, that's a cold six pack. That's right, baby. That's right. Yeah, I think know? it's gonna be. I frosty. got the same thing, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, no, then we hear the four wheelers coming in and everything. Well, right. no, I guess before that he well, runs. No, up. remember what we talked about it. What we thought was a really cool natural plug was is the guy walks up there and says, "Hey, the outsiders are here." Ding, ding, ding. The yeah. show name, Outsiders. We've all thinking that the Feral Clan, the Feral is the Clan are the Outsiders. But realistically, this was the first time that I sat there and thought about it. And you brought it to my attention is, is that realistically, the people are or the, the outsiders. outsiders. Because you know, the Feral Clan's been here before the town. They're living out exactly. in the land and everything. They're the ones that came in. It's just, you know, like the Spanish took away the land from the Indians. and They're the Outsiders. There's no difference here. And so... I really, really like this. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And I'm willing to bet we're not alone that everybody's thinking the outsiders are the ferals, but the realistically it's everybody else. I that was a really cool Perfectly done. Really, really cool. It was episode ten before we kinda came to that culmination. If we did it earlier, I didn't catch it. This was the first time it just kind of the first me time like I've actually face. heard him say outsiders. Right. And so I thought that was really cool. I love how that was put in. Another another great job by the writers. Y'all are no crushing doubt. it with There's the no small doubt. details of the show. So four wheels come down there, they split up. A couple shots ring out. This guy's terrible with a shot. You know, I think he hit a four wheel one roll. Well, no, I mean, I think he unloaded his entire clip before they even turned the yeah. made the turn. All his six shots there, and so then we get down there and. Big Foster takes his chain and uses his cowboy skills and wraps this tree up pretty, you know. I mean, it was moving, I think. I think it was swaying in the wind and everything. Yeah. But I will tell you, here's another thing. How many times you watch somebody take a rope, swing around something, miss, and they just kind of jiggle a little bit, it comes undone, and they go, we'll be like, no. No. The chain, chain wraps around, it's stuck. That's what died. it's supposed to have done. He couldn't, so he just drops the chain. Super realistic. Awesome. I would have. I would have hated for him to go, ging, 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 and the chain comes right off, and he yeah. take off again. Because that's not realistic. The only problem I had with it was we have four wheelers and dune buggies, and we can't catch three people running who don't know the mountain at all. Especially guys who've been going at least five hours up a mountain. One's severely out of shape, and the other two are not very bright. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. These are some exhausted human beings. I mean, and I'm using that term loosely. And <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I. I'm really, really surprised. With as well as they know the mountain and everything, like yeah, that that was a big letdown. They should have been they should have been easily captured. Really, really should have been easily captured. But as it comes, finds out there is somebody captured. Major plot shift, and what I call the most stunning. 
Now, I mean, we, we haven't been the biggest Brees fans the, no. in the last few weeks and stuff. But did well, we, somebody raise their hand and tell me right now that they expected Brees to die this episode. I don't see any hands raised. I don't see yours. I don't see mine. No. Yeah. This but is now, what you call a complete, out of the blue, shocker, amazing grand plot slam. point. Yeah, grand slam. It. But when they caught somebody, the who who do you think they caught? You know, I I was thinking. I thought heavy. it was all Porky. Yeah, I thought heavy was coming. You know, going to yeah. be there. And, I thought they were rolling them in for dinner. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that Apple did was not about to be in the see mouth. Brees and so no. on. And I forgot yeah. he was still in the episode. I did too. You know, and what's amazing is is old Brees, who ain't what I call super athletic, maybe a little thick here and there. He got up the mountain pretty quick. Yeah. There. Uh, no sweat, nothing. Yeah. Comb over, still done just right. <laughs> and uh, All right, so let's talk about his dialogue. So he's looking at him. He's like, hey, I came up here to make sure these guys weren't going to do anything else. I'll make sure they never come back. And, you know, and he's starting to beg for his life. And Where he's did like, he get the I have, I have children. You know, I, you know I, I'll like, never come back. Da, 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 da. And I'm start, as soon as he started saying I was like, wait a minute. He's in this, trouble. Th- this guy's in some real heat here. You know, I, and but first I'm like they're gonna stick him in a cage. They're gonna do it like that. Like, uh, well, and then the way like Asa had talked beforehand, you know, to give little Foster a little uh, distraction and everything, saying that Big Foster wasn't wanting to protect the mountain and everything. Foster said that Asa wasn't down there hunting, which oddly enough was true. No. But I just don't think Asa wants to be in that kind of position near Big Foster. So no, no, I'll give him no. the benefit of the doubt. So, but yeah, I mean, he's like, are we going to be this kind of people? Or are we going to do this, that, so on? He and sets him up for the protection. Yeah. And I mean, he set Big Foster up with a nice little bunny pitch. He did. You know, it's almost like forcing his hand. Yeah. You know, Asa almost basically guaranteed this guy getting killed. Poor Brees. You know. Good for us. Walks up to Brees and puts a hole in his head with his revolver. I, pro- I guarantee you'll never see me again. You're right. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> you know, good old Punisher style bang. I mean, and wow! Special effects are great again. Uh, you know, you didn't like have that huge rock. fake blowout. You didn't have all that thing like that. Simple. It literally was just the head. You know, just a hole that started bleeding, and then the, the exit wounds. The actually the part that blows out everywhere. And he felt like a ton of rocks. yeah. He yeah. He felt like a, he, yeah. He dropped like a bad transmission. There's no <laughs> doubt. You know, um, I uh, I loved it. I, I mean, was very impressed. The, the I was, and I, you know, I hate to say I'm not really sad, you know, because, dang, what a great way to to amp up the show and mm-hmm. turn, you know, shifted it in the third gear and say, we're, you know, we're hit almost hitting top speed, you know. I was, it I was, was really needed. impressed. I mean, it, was, it's tough it really to was say that something like that was needed, but it really gave me hope for how this show's going to end. Well, look, you know, then they took the body down and put it on the street. In the okay. city. I didn't see that. Yeah. I mean, the very last scene was is that, you know, you think they were just going to roll this body into a ditch, you'll never see Brees again. Yeah. That's the smart decision is that, okay, you're on the top of a We're just going to hide it. You get rid of it. No, they took the body and put markings on it and stuck it in the middle of the road down in the city for Stash and the other cops to find. Oh, man. Terrible that, idea. You know, I, awesome I for the show to create the. You know, now we know you don't go up the mountain because you know <laughs> this is what happened. The three amigos are gonna know that he went up there for them. I mean, you might as well just go ahead and put the head on a spike and then just let that be the deterrent because yeah. 
putting a dead body in the middle of the street. I don't think that's going to end well. It's not. So now, so Dash, I think this is where we Dash see the has witch. no way to hide this. No. Plus now it's personal. And then you have the three amigos, you know, heavy, skinny, and dummy are going to be. That's if they get found. I That's mean, true. they're still up in the mountain. There's bear traps awaiting. A- a- yeah. Uh, one of them, you know, might lose their head too. But um, I think all of them are going to be back down. Yeah. I think the next episode, we're going to see that. Holy crap. I think know, the witch is going to play a big part. Now, yeah. I think now the, the, the turmoil between the mountain. People in the, the city are is going to definitely unravel now, and then whatever the power play is on the mountain, these two things are going to co- go at the same time for the next two or three episodes, and it's going to be really dynamic. Well, it's going to be really interesting because there's no one that's going to be really defending the ferals anymore. It's either going to be completely out of fear, we don't need to go up there, they're murdering folks, or grab your pitchforks and your torches, ladies and gentlemen, we're heading up a mountain. Right. And so it's going to be interesting to see how many people take that latter approach and want to go up the mountain. I don't know. I really, really don't know. And I don't think it's going to be a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know how fast they're going to move on this murder. You know, is it going to be a situation where the stash feels like he has to investigate it yes. locally? Or does he call in state police or so now, on? I mean, we, know, that's what I'm curious about. Neither one of us yet? really sees the state police ever get involved in the show because that changes the dynamic of it. Yeah, when you, it's like adding a third party. The third wheel to the story is no good. It, you know? It's a very powerful third party that just kind of solves this issue a little too easily. It would, you know. and, uh, and But I, I do see the stash investigating this. We have a new stash. Yes. Hopefully. We, yes, we we have the new stash, the Charles Bronson stash. Yeah. Now you know the one who's going to go up there and who's going to question and do things and try to figure things out and make his parents known. He he's a real sheriff at this point. I agree. Hopefully, I absolutely agree. So, I think we're definitely going to see a lot more interaction between the two groups. And well, I think Ace is going to be. In a little bit of trouble coming up because I, I think this wine's really going to get in tr- get him in a lot of trouble. That's right. Yeah, like I said, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Cuts great this way, but boy, it hurts the other way too. Yeah. So we're going to definitely see. I think right now, like we said, I really, 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 really enjoyed this episode because, again, the bowling port came over. We've got had our tipping point. Now everything is going to be burning and having good, and it's, the storylines are really going to be dynamic. Um, I think we're going to get a lot more action. I think that we're going to get a lot of – I think we're going to have more death. I mean, if they they were willing to go ahead and shoot old Breeze in the head like this, I think we're going to have more people go. Uh, We're going to lose somebody from the mountain, folks. I'm very curious who's going to be. Who do you think is going to be in more trouble by the end of the season, Asa or Hassel? Um, More trouble? Yeah, just like in the town with the clan. Because they're both in a very similar I think position. Has, I think Hassel is going to be more trouble because he's not going to be welcome with his new girlfriend at home. And Hassel's not going to be real welcome where his girlfriend lives. And yeah. so, which is kind of what he's in now, but I think it's going to be amplified due to now. Well, he's we also got the witch. You right. know, she's either going to be hunting for money or he's going to completely turn on the clan. He's going to be what I like to call a tight spot. Yeah. You know, and so I think he's going to have the most problems. He might be looking for his own little coal mine to see if that right. helps his well, situation. See, Asa has himself to look after and Gwen's doing her own thing. 
And so, but now he's got Sally Ann to be worried about, and that's his motivation. But he's well, also got his cousins, so you it's don't know. clear that Ace is not going to give up Gwen. Like, no, he's not giving her up. But he, he gave a full blown speech on love, his love for her, which was a lot better than his rallying cry. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I, I really think Ace is going to be in a little bit more trouble just because yeah. the the what the feral wine is doing to the town is getting out of hand. So he's going to have the sheriff come in maybe for murder charges or something. The witch is going to use him as the headhunter because he came down and gave the initial speech at the town meeting. Correct. And everyone in town sees him, and they're going to want some feral blood. Yeah, he is the face of the enemy once this becomes public. And so I'm really interested to see where this all goes for him. I agree 100%. Um uh, you know, exciting news, you know, on Twitter, we got some new followers. We've got more cast members that are on the show hitting us up. We love that. Um, you know, I mean, this what uh, happens when you become the unofficial official pod. I know it. The unofficial official or the official unofficial, however you want to put it. We'll take either. I'll, exactly. Um, man, I'm just, I'm really, really enjoying the show, enjoying potting it. I'm, I, I really look, I really love the production. I love how WGN has let these people this act, act direct film the these amazing shots is yeah. always amazing i mean people need to watch this show and realize that two episodes in you're gonna be hooked and you ain't no getting that hook out no and i'm just really really impressed and uh, i'm loving it and i'm loving that we get all this good interaction and great feedback from these fans great following of this show which yes. is I mean, something that i haven't seen out of multiple fan sites you know uh, we're friends with all of them and we interact with all these people and great and so on and just and just a straight gid gid yeah across the board you know what i mean just, <laughs> gid, gid, there's yeah. no other way i can put it that you know people just really understand what is going on with this show and so we're really enjoying it we're happy you guys are listening to us we encourage y'all to help promote us as we're trying to promote the show you know if you see our post on twitter or on facebook and so on please share them put them out there the more we get in, the more stuff like that. We really want to try to get a segment where we have just maybe a five or ten minutes of just getting nothing but viewer feedback put in. That would be awesome. You know, we uh, we do uh, pods on Walking Dead and uh, several others in Game of Thrones, and we get a, a lot of feedback. But those are shows that have established, been around for years, and have millions and millions and millions of viewers, and we have higher numbers with those shows, and we get a lot more feedback. And every once in a while, we like to infuse a lot of that in there. But I think out... I think Outsiders could be a show where we really realistically have a dedicated we get a lot five better, minutes uh, or so of just really kind of hitting people's opinions about things and throwing them out there. And so that your voice is heard, you know. Well, I mean, like, where I'm scanning through these uh, Facebook groups and everything, and they're they're taking the show as serious as we are. I mean, they got their notebooks out, they're yeah. writing notes. I mean, and they got pictures just... every week, and they're showing you details, and they're putting opinions and polls and everything like that. You know, and I'm reading a lot through this information, and you know, I want to steal some of this information and put it on the pod. But I'm the kind of guy who's like, you know, if you send it to us, then that means you're kind of okay of us putting yeah. it on the air. You know, I don't want to take. It's like your... we've got we don't want to take credit for right, anything. exactly. You know, if you're putting your your heart and soul on a a fan site and Facebook or Twitter like that, you know, I'm not going to take that information and put it out here. But if it's something we're doing together or so on, then great. Um, but some of this stuff is just great, you know, and I learn a lot about the show by reading viewers and how sharp they are and what they see. You well, know? I mean, well, there's a lot of good discussions. I was a part of this past week, just, you know, hopping on and uh, people wondering about 
Hassel's missing from the uh, mountain and everything. Right. There's a great discussion going on that. So, I mean, those things are just wonderful. And like I said, we're going to keep building it up. We need your guys' help. You know, if you got a couple minutes to, you know, give us a, a positive review on iTunes or like Stitcher or something, that's great. Subscribe. Like I said, but the biggest thing is sharing it, putting the name out there. You know, uh, on Facebook, we have a Bleed TV uh, entertainment page, but I also have like a personal page for me, which is Zach Bleed TV. And that way you can be friends with that page. And it's like a connection to Bleed TV because whatever I put on Bleed TV, I also put it on that page. And the way to interact, private message, direct, do all that kind of stuff. And that's growing every day. You know, we're getting new friends, you know. Um, and, of course, Twitter, we're growing, growing. I mean, the number's growing. So we really appreciate you guys. But everything y'all do is what helps us. And so we want to make it back and forth, back and forth. And y'all can always reach us at bleed tv podcast on twitter you know like i said we have the facebook page as well as we have a gmail account bleed tv podcast at gmail.com so if there's something you want to send there uh we're hoping we're going to be getting some interviews with some of the actors and crew we put in some requests for that we're working hard on it um you know that would love you know we're hoping to get five or ten questions five minutes with somebody exclusive and just you know so we can get a little bit of a, a, a couple of good words, you know, yeah. and talk about the show and the production itself. Not so much spoilers because I don't want to know the future. I like guessing and conversing and with you guys. And just see seeing what the cast is like and everything, what it's like yeah, filming up you know, on. What's it like to film in Pittsburgh? What's it like to work with these people? You know, what, you know, is it as dynamic and as fun as we love the show? Is it the same way there, which is what yeah. I imagine. So. How they're shooting the shots. Now, there was one uh, when uh, Asa was talking to Lil Foster. You could kind of see a string or something throughout the middle of the screen. And I didn't know if that was meant to be there, just kind of maybe a spider web, or maybe that was a line for the camera. Who knows? I don't you know. Somebody knows, let us know. Yeah. You know? It's like halfway through their conversation if anyone wants to go back and look at it. Yeah. And so, I mean, these old things are what's going on. When we're trying to build some different things, we're working with, uh, there's another great lady, Angie, over at Sutter Files, and she's a big show, a big fan of the show, and we're going to try to do some contests and some information going on with her. Hopefully shortly, but uh, other than that, guys, um, that's we what we are. We love you very much and want to thank you just for listening and enjoying two people rambling about a show. <laughs> Dang right. Good, good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, until next week, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all then.